Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? I am good. You uh, are good too. You've been vaccinating today. Finally, you've been allowed out. <laughs> I know. I've, honestly, it has been so lovely to be able to to get into the vaccination centre. I was over at Excel. And, um, oh, yeah. Half an hour from me, babes. Half an hour walk from me. Oh, just up the road. <laughs> honestly, I didn't realise how emotional it was going to be. It was so lovely to meet so many people that are just so excited to be getting their vaccine and just a, a really good vibe of positivity and um I mean sun was shining and how beautiful with London <laughs> certainly around that. there actually as well it's quite nice isn't it there's something really that. nice about it and um yeah it's kind of yeah it's left me feeling very uplifted and uh honestly what what an honor to to spend the day doing that so really really nice did you have any nervous people or or any really overexcited people or what? I, I think generally every single person I've met and come into contact with today is just so excited. That no nerves, no nothing. Because I think a lot of us are all on the same page here that these vaccines are our light at the end of the tunnel. This is our way out yeah. of this awful pandemic in the last 12 months. And um, so, yeah, I think that overrides anything really. But... I was seeing something the other day on social media that this was our last week a year ago of mm-hmm. air quote normality, um, which ironically I was on holiday for. So I kind of, when I left the UK, <laughs> everything was fine. And by the time I landed back, I went to the Marks and Spencers at the airport, couldn't even get a Percy pig because everything had just been stripped bare. Um, but that's a wake up call. One yeah. Year. Yeah. Whole year of, of, doing this but like yeah you, you this you, what you're doing is helping us get out of it I guess did you have anyone recognize you yeah <laughs> I, I did a few people recognize me some uh, bless him up he um he's like Bobby Norris just really really nice I had a little little chat with him and um, oh, my daughter's gonna love that you've done it for me <laughs> just a, a really really nice vibe and, and like I think I've said before I'm su- it's such a small part of what I'm doing compared to obviously what the NHS have done for the last year and all the frontline workers um, but even just to be able to do that little bit and that smaller role um, just I feel really lucky and, and just lovely to be a part of and seeing people that excited to, to be there and then leaving with it's like pe- people are leaving with that sense of relief knowing mm. that they've had their first vaccination and that they're halfway to to, to their next and yeah yeah it, it's just giving people confidence i think and especially now now boris has given us the roadmap things are i mean i know they're not set in stone but at least we've got dates in the diary for things so i definitely feel that there's an optimism mm. in the air I completely agree with you. I, I, I go for a walk every morning before I start work. And um, it's actually been quite nice seeing school kids out and about <laughs> and, and like, you know, walking on their way to school. And, and went for, uh, there's a school not far from me that all like the parents are lining up with their kids and it's all they're all doing social distancing. They're wearing masks. It's all it all seems to be going well. And, yeah, I think they're just probably because it's sunny today, like you said, probably helps. Um, but definitely, yeah, feels really good. But don't do yourself down though, Bob, because I think, I know you're saying it's only a small part, but it's a super important part. And I think 
you should be really proud of yourself uh, for doing something so important. Oh, um, bless you. Thank you. You know, what can I say? Yeah, really I mean, love that you posted as the time goes on. And I think as well that the really good thing as well is I think we're only a week or so away now from our next kind of tier of people. I think we're that's now more people are, are going to be getting their their emails, texts, and yeah. the post to say book, book your vaccination. So I definitely, definitely, um, I feel there's positivity. I'm I'm having my vaccination done tomorrow, which I'm really Ooh. excited about again. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, good. To- I, I think for me, my mentality now is it's positivity all the way. We have to. We are. I'm putting it out there we're through the worst of this i'm hoping and praying <laughs> we're through the worst of it and <laughs> keep them fingers crossed but come on guys we um it shows you as well just what i think a uh, a little bit of positivity how, how it spreads and how contagious mm. that can be and contagious is probably not the right way oh yeah that yeah that's probably <laughs> not the right way <laughs> yeah we but i know what you mean i do know what you mean yeah, you know, right, put that in a hallmark card but <laughs> Happiness is contagious, just like COVID. Um, <laughs> someone who's been desperately trying to get away from their family. Uh, <laughs> Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Good lord, have wow. you have you been uh, have you been paying attention? Have you been keeping up to date with all the goss? Dave, I literally since the date was announced w- was ready for this interview. I think we touched upon it last week that. Regardless of your stance on whether you're team Meghan and Harry or or not, whether you whether you love them or not, it's I think a lot of people was interested. Of course, mm. there were millions of people across the world have now watched this interview, and I certainly was one of them sat there. What's your thoughts on it? I mean, obviously, it was a two-hour-long interview, so there's a lot. There was a lot of revelations. <laughs> yeah, a lot to get through. I think um, I feel terribly sorry that Meghan. Uh, felt the way that she did feel that that's a real tragedy you know for any kind of anyone to get so low that they're uh, thinking about taking their own life is dreadful I definitely think there's some questions to be asked about how and why it was allowed to get that far and I think there's some questions to be asked about the royal family about (laughs) because at the end it's a difficult thing isn't it because they they are a family grand grandparents parents cousins you know brothers sisters all that but then they're also an institution and that means that you can't I think what Harry was saying about his grandma having to ring up get his private secretary to ring her private secretary and then you know and then it all got cancelled and blah 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 I mean that just is like complicated stuff really complicated really difficult and I think you can see why they were so desperate to get away uh, and and lead that life what do you think? I think it's, and it's, as you say, it's such a hard one because I think mental health is so more spoken about now, thankfully. Mm-hmm. The stigma around it seems to have been lifted slightly. I think we've still got a way to go, but we've certainly improved over the last few years. And it's heartbreaking to think that anyone that has found the courage and the strength to reach out and ask for help um because that in itself is a huge thing so to to find that strength and to not be given the help that you need is so so sad Mm -hmm. um and I think the difficulty with uh 
a situation like this especially is that we're never really gonna as far as i'm aware be able to get the other side's take on it and their version yeah because no. i can't see kate and will sat there speaking to phil and ollie about it anytime soon no i can't see the queen talking about it or, or doing the Piers Morgan's life stories yeah or Camilla <laughs> and Charles on GMB so it's a real difficult one because we'll mm. never truly get there because as part of the royal family they're not going to go and sit and do the the media circuit no. so that kind of puts them at a bit of a disadvantage um I think that the, the re revelations that we have heard were shocking to a lot of people mm -hmm. and um it's it, it, it's such a it's such a weird situation you can't drop i'm guessing there's no whatsapps been dropped and if there was a, a royal family group chat who left that last night at 11 o'clock <laughs> i'm sure a few people yeah but, yeah <laughs> i think we'll I, ever get the other side's opinions on it no i think i think that's the deal with being royal isn't it you can't you can't sit down and do a chat about things you don't like um because the second that you get into that, then you're into the politics of it. And once you're into the politics of it, people will start to possibly question why we're paying millions and millions of pounds for a, a royal family. You know, there's there's many, many sides at play. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, Meghan was very careful to to actually go out of her way to be quite nice about the Queen and, and even Kate, but she was not friendly or had anything good to say that as far as I could see about Will and Charles um, that's quite telling and what that means for their future in the royal family and uh, what happens next we'll, we'll have to wait and see. So uh, we've had a bit of breaking news actually um, as uh, as anyone listening will know we actually record this a little bit early and, and we've had the statement from the palace um not not the full thing but uh it says the race issues raised by harry and Meghan are concerning and will be addressed by the family privately in a statement the palace said recollections may vary but the issues are taken very seriously so it sounds like they have questions but there are points to be cleared up that's does that sound about right oh what would you say, obviously, uh, as a journalist, where it says this will be the first part looked at by the family, mm -hmm. does that mean we, that we as the public probably will never find out any more about that? It's just a discussion they will have behind yes, I, closed doors. I think probably, yeah. It will be addressed by the family privately. Sounds to me like this is all you're going to get from the palace on this. And we will be talking to Harry and Meghan ourselves. There's a bit more. The palace of the royal family is saddened to learn how challenging recent years have been for the couple. Harry, Meghan and Archie will always be much-loved family members. Which is actually quite similar, to, if I remember rightly, to what the Queen said in her statement last January when they were talking about leaving the family in the first place, that they were much-loved members of the family. So yes, I think uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see on that one, but it's definitely going to be an interesting yeah. few weeks. And I think... Uh, I think the one thing to remember about this is that things that were said in this interview aren't just going to be spoken about now or for the coming weeks or months. These will be used for years and years and years. You know, people still use the Diana clips now and she's been dead 23, four years. Um, a long time and people still use those quotes. So 
what came out of that interview between Harry, Meghan and Oprah Winfrey is big, big news and will continue to be big news. So we'll have to keep History, isn't it now? That will absolutely go down in... Really is. Go down in, in, in the textbooks. And I think in terms of ever being able to go back to the royal family, I think when you do an interview as public as Oprah and on that scale... I wonder if last night we really did see them just enter the realm of celebrity and mm. leave royal behind because it's... I definitely don't think this is our last time talking about this. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Um, and we could talk about it for the next hour, but we do have guests uh, on the show today, as per normal. Um, lovely we, little lineup. Lovely lineup. We have, uh, following Tia Coffee uh, last week, we have Sister Sister uh, from Drag Race UK. Um, and then we have two celebs go dating stars. We've got uh, Kimberly Hart Simpson and Wayne Lineker, who was actually a ta- one of your Towie co-stars very briefly, wasn't he, Bob? Yeah, we did a cameo. <laughs> I think when we filmed uh, in Ibiza, so it'd be lovely to catch up with Wayne and um, with, with all of them, obviously. And yeah. uh, like you say, we've got the, the celebs, celebs in the mansion. So I think Kimberly's completely loved up now. So I'm excited to find out how that's going. With a dream boy. I know. Uh, Jealous. Living our um, best life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Sister Sister is here. So oh, amazing. Get her in. Oh, my God. Hello. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, how, how are you? Doing? Oh, all the better for seeing you. <laughs> this is what we like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> no one's paying uh, me to say this either. <laughs> uh, how, how have you been? What's, what's, what's life been like since uh, you were booted out of Drag Race? Let's put it. <laughs> yeah, since, um, since RuPaul handed me my P60. It's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's been okay, to be honest. I I don't have, like, prior TV experience anyway, let alone reality TV. Um, and even though we're in lockdown, you're kind of just, like, watching it week by week from home, comfort of your own home. It's dead chill. There's still engagement and there's still posts and you still got to be on it and you still got to be sister-sister, like, going for it. Um, that's now start. <laughs> in so much as I don't have to sit there and go, whew. I'm not trolling this week. Um, I'm not getting trolled this week or, you know, I'm not trending this week. This is great. Um, but, you know, it's great watching the other girls. It's great watching the, what they got up to after I got the boot. That's always fun. I mean, I know you've spoken out about your troll, and I'm always really interested because I think we're definitely in this culture of a small minority, which seems a huge amount of people, though, for people that have public profiles that think it's okay to troll people. And I'm always so fascinated by how every person who receives it handles it and, and how it makes them feel. So would you mind just telling me how, how is it with you? How, what, what's your, your stance on it when you read their messages? Um, I, I, see, I don't think I'm that naive to think that stuff doesn't get said and that people don't have these opinions. And despite the accent, I know it's mild. I'm from Liverpool and I know how to kind of like, Scousers are known for sort of like taking it as much as they can give it out. I'm pretty tough skinned, but there's absolutely nothing that you can can prepare you for like a tirade. It's literally a tsunami of hate when you're reading it in the thousands and it's just coming one by one and you're like, okay, people are hateful today. Um, And I... I, I, I'm, I'm still coming out the other side of it now because there's repercussions that I didn't expect. I thought 
once you stop trending, you'll wake up and you'll go, oh, what a glorious morning to not be the tip of everyone's tongues today. This feels wonderful. It's not. You still take a beating for it. And I, in, you know, to try and be as transparent as possible, I'm still coming out the other end. I still feel like I've taken a beating from it. Um, I think the thing that gets me the most is that, like, um, I don't know. I've said it in all the interviews since. I just really think we can do better. As a, like, especially as, as a community, a queer community, I always look at the stuff that people are posting. I'm like, guys, come on. Like, in day-to-day life, normal day-to-day, we, call, we can't call it real life anymore. We have to call it face-to-face. And face-to-face interactions, which, if, you know, for the most part, they've gone out the window, right? The new norm is we're all like this, yeah. we're all texting, <laughs> we're all tweeting, we're all messaging. That's fine. Um. In, in day-to-day, face-to-face interactions, we have, we have boundaries and we have, um, we kind of have our own, um, I mean, it's just civility, right? It's just- yeah. You don't it, scream in someone's face what you don't like about them. You just don't do that in real life. Off the bat, without a hello, hi, <laughs> how are you? Um, you know, it's, so it, it, it's still, it, it's trying to sort of like catch up with, okay, well, this is the new normal and this is what people are doing. Unfortunately, and I don't think we're going to see it in uh, my drag race lifetime. I don't think it's going to end at my season. I think it's going to mm-hmm. continue for years and years to come because drag race is gay football. I mean, look what happened in Scotland this week. We will ransack <laughs> a place, but we'll ransack the internet. We will ransack yeah. people's lives. Um, yeah. So it's, I just don't, I, I don't think people understand it as a problem. Therefore there isn't actually um you know, an, a, an outcome or a way to solve that problem yet because people don't see it as a problem. I think, well, it's not, and it's not just you now, you know, there's, Lawrence has now come off of, um, Lawrence Cheney has now come off of Twitter, isn't it? Because of yep. um, the hate that he got. Do you think that queer people in particular are predisposed to be more vicious about these things? Or is it because there isn't anything else that we as gay people are sort of watching all together and like, do you think something about it kind of heightens everyone's emotions or something? I think at the minute it's a combination of, um, you know, being in lockdown, general aggravation. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I, I think gay people do have, I think we do have a tendency to sort of uh, use people as emblems and put people on platforms and go, right, you are the representation of us now. And if you let us down, you little bastard, we're going to have to pull the plug on you. And it's, we're so cutthroat about it. We're mm-hmm. so cutthroat. Um, I mean, I, you know, I'm not perfect. I've done it in the past. I, you still have those thoughts where it's just like, oh God, this person on the TV, you know, you're allowed to have those opinions. What I've kind of said is channel them in a different way. Get it in a group, get it out in a group message or something. Like, yeah, you message know, your friend, you mean? Like, so, message like, your mate, call your mum and slag someone off instead. Do you know what I mean? Do it the old fashioned way. Do it the old fashioned way. Write a letter. Um, but I, I do think, I, I don't think it's exclusive to, um, to the gay community, but we've, we've got our own way. We've got our own way of, um, of really getting our claws out. Yeah. Yeah. And how have the BBC and the production company that make Drag Race been? Is there a really good duty okay, even when you leave the show to keep in touch and reach out to them? Yeah, there's um yeah, the support has been there. Um and it's it's ongoing now. Um 
I mean, the the, uh, the psychotherapy support that they provide is, you know, it's kind of there and it's readily available. Um, and again, I, f- I feel bad for kind of thinking it because I was like, oh, I'll never need that guy, that psychotherapist. I won't need him. And then I'm sat there. Probably, you probably get the most calls off me. Um, <laughs> probably second to Lawrence now because, you know, she's going through it as well. It's... Um, yeah, so you know they're there. They're they're there to sort of like hold your hands and guide you through it. But again, it's like I said, nothing can prepare you for it. Mm. It's it's a it's just classes like lived experience. Um, what was really nice is because um, I know you're uh, you know our Sally Morgan, yeah, <laughs> our queen from on high. She was there from the beginning straight away. So the night that it got really bad, she um, she provided assistance straight away and literally. Oh. The voice notes were coming in. She was like, girl, you're going to get through this. We'll um, we'll figure out a plan for you. Honestly, <laughs> lifelong friend now. I absolutely stand it. I, sta- I stand her anyway. I stand her 10 times more. That's um, so Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it is, it, it's just one of those things. I think um, you can only kind of prepare for it when you've been through it the mm-hmm. once. And I don't know about you, Bobby, but I feel like, does your... Does your skin get thicker as as time goes on? Do you do you become like a bit more resilient to it? Do you know, I considered myself, so I've done TOWIE now for 10 years, and I and I don't know if a lot of gay people, because of, of being a minority, have a slightly thicker skin anyway. I always considered myself to have fight, uh, quite thick skin um, because obviously you, you don't get to my age <laughs> and not have had any kind of uh, as sad as it is and as wrong as it is any kind of homophobia mm. um so I, I kind of thought i was quite resilient and the first chunk of being on tower i kind of escaped any kind of trolling because i don't think it was seen as as acceptable it almost didn't exist yeah you would get the odd thing here and there but now it's become a trend and it it reached its whole height, I'd say, maybe three years ago. And I thought, actually, no, this is when I'm going to go to Parliament and say enough's enough here. Because I'm very aware that a lot of people, if you spoke to them, would think that it's only people on TV or in this industry that receive trolling comments. It's so not. It doesn't matter what anyone does for a career. Trolling really does exist. And words do hurt. And I, since speaking about it, because I was actually quite embarrassed um, that I was being trolled and didn't speak about it at first. And when I did start speaking about it and started the whole campaign, people was like, it's so bad. Like, we don't want to go to work. We don't want to leave the house. And you hear these stories of people self-harming and taking their own lives. Like, it's that serious. And I just don't think people realise what... And it's it always has been heightened. This is the third lockdown. And I've realised every lockdown, I don't know if people are kind of deflecting their hate and anger they're at home more everyone's spending 99% of the day online but it's just it's just not okay and Mm. I just think if you wouldn't say it to someone's face and let's face it none of these people would really say it to your face like everyone's just brave because they're behind a screen but yeah it's and I think a lot of people assume it's kids doing it and I'd say nine out of ten when I look at their profiles they'll go proud parent or grandparent (laughs) gosh if someone's doing actual kid or grandchild would you think that was okay to do 
Over a scene in a TV show. Yeah, <laughs> over an edited TV show. It's like yeah, like, that we have no control over. You can film for however many hours for that one scene or that one episode. And of course, as we know, by the time it, something goes to edit and what the final version that goes out, we never see in advance. And I think a lot of people think when you're on telly, you get behind the scene kind of a sit down viewing before it is. You, you know when it's going out and everyone else is watching. Um, but I, I really hope it ends. I, I, sadly, I don't think it will anytime soon. It seems to be more more normalised now. Um, and it's yeah. really, for me, I just hope that one day people are going to realise that this isn't okay mm -hmm. because it, it's too many people. And I definitely think there has to be a connection. The rise in mental health, the bigger social media is getting and the, the higher the trolling rate is, I think there has to be some kind of knock-on effect with trolling and mental health yeah well yeah this is the thing because if it's you know if it is more prevalent now that we're um kind of in lockdown i think i hope that this is the worst it will ever be because people are sat at home and they're vetting the frustrations out online if this is the worst of it um then it's kind of like we've got a case study for how bad it can be if you've got a case study for it you can kind of take it in um i've had messages from um teachers who've uh, reached out and said i'm um i'm going to be talking about you in class today just so you know the kids from the age of like uh like nine up to you know 16 when they leave school just so they have some understanding of um like this isn't this is not an okay uh like the consequences of, of what way they... to communicate yeah. and also yeah you know there are knock-on effects of it and you do you do kind of have to take responsibility for what it is that you're putting out there that's it there's no tone policing it's not about that it's just literally if you're gonna hit if you're gonna smash that tweet button think just think about it it's it's really not that difficult just literally think about the knock-on effect of it um, well, sister, I mean, we, we don't have too much more time with you, but I do want to speak on a slightly more positive note. You must be <laughs> you must be looking forward to getting back to doing gigs and things or like getting out, <laughs> going to a bar. Do you know what I mean? Whatever. My, oh, my God. Remember them. I know. <laughs> paying, paying an extortionate amount for a red stripe. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I know my, <laughs> my sanity is hanging on, onto these hopes and thoughts now. Like, I genuinely can't wait. It's so bad because I'm like, I can't even wait to get out there and do my first gig. I'm I'm not thinking that i'm like i can't wait to get out there and get pissed in public and just make <laughs> like neck a stranger and just make an absolute show of myself oh my god same i mean i really cannot wait to well, make a show of myself you on the dance floor I yeah definitely <laughs> but have you got anything coming up or is it still a bit kind of in the works i guess it's still kind of hard to know isn't it's it? still yeah we're still massively juggling stuff um i was on the phone to Ginny lemon this morning i don't know whether you've heard of her um, <laughs> she's the queen of trolls actually i've tried to block her but she just she's like, the one she's <laughs> the one behind everything yeah, she's the one she's behind it all. she orchestrates the whole thing um and you know we, we were talking about like we can't we can't wait to just like i'm gonna go and stay with her as soon as it's legal to do so um and yeah we just can't wait for like the world to reopen she's working on her one woman show i'm working on my one woman show you know it's just the tours and stuff they 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 will come it seems like <laughs> a very impossible thought and scenario right now, but the tours will come. We'll be able to do the meet and greets. We'll be able to meet the fans that we've connected with since the show has been on. Um, and literally just go back to having a camp all time. That's all we need <laughs> oh right now. Oh my God, that's amazing. Camp Me camp and Steve are there. We had tea and coffee on last week and we were talking about getting down to the two brewers ASAP in Clapham. Yeah. So. 
Oh, I'll meet you there. I'll yeah, yeah, there. get down. We there, love Tia. We stand Lo- here in this house. We stand here. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I think. Do you know what? All of you queens this year have been incredible. So you should really be patting yourselves on the back. It's been an amazing series. So tequila rosés all round. Yeah, yeah, tequila <laughs> rosés for anyone that wants them. Um, oh, sister, yeah. thanks so much for for speaking to us today. Really appreciate it. And um, thank you, guys. And hope to hope to get to see you in a gig soon. See you then. <laughs> okay. Bye. Stay safe. Bye, guys. Bye. We're going to be like in, in, inviting people left, right, and centre, Bob. We, we, I know. We are going to have busy diaries. <laughs> we are. We've got a year so. of making up today. Yeah, We've definitely. already agreed, don't we? We ain't spending a single night in it, don't matter. Weekend, no. we're no. just out. We're out. I'm out, babe. Well, very exciting. Uh, straight into our next guest, uh, Kimberly is here. So let's get her in. Amazing. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. How are you? I'm really good. Really good. Thank you, you for joining us. Yeah, you are looking. You are looking very fresh and gorgeous today. I've got a ring light on. Ah, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on this ring light yeah, vibe. They're amazing. <laughs> they're amazing. <laughs> How you been keeping, Kimberley? I'm really good, you know. I feel quite content. I mean, lockdown has been a little bit different for me, hasn't it? I've managed to actually have some human interaction, so no complaints my end. <laughs> Was, was that one of your reasons for wanting to sign up? Like, a, like almost a bit of normality to do in doing celebs go dating. <laughs> yeah, just to snog someone, really. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just miss snogging. <laughs> yeah. Tell me all. How did you find your CGD experience? I loved it. Like, loved it. You've got to remember, like, I'm so new to all this world as well like I was in Coronation Street for for a stint and then this come along and then I was like this is mad this is mental yes I'll do anything because within reason obviously but like I want to open myself to new experiences and what a privilege to be asked on such a great show and I cannot um speak highly enough of the place like I I, for me my journey I, I absolutely loved it there how do, I mean, I know it's a completely different kind of show, clearly, from Corey, but how did you find <laughs> stepping into reality? Because I guess as an actress, it must be really difficult because you're so used to having scripts. Yeah, exactly. And the rules and regulations are very different. So, um, like, swearing and all that sort of stuff that you would normally <laughs> be, like, really, like, you know, like, I'm going to, you know, pretend that I've got this different personality or you're like, do you know what I mean? Like, you have, mm. like, this... Um, professional side of you but that that goes there because you can't be 24 7 professional do you know what I mean like no no one's going to be able to keep that up so you've just got to let let all that inhibitions go and not try and be basically just try and be yourself because you're going to be exposed in in an instant whereas at work you start a time you know what time you're finishing you know all these things like here's a script that's where you stand, this is what you say, and this is my job, and that's what I've been trained to do, but I've never been trained to be myself, no one's told me how to be the best version of me, (laughs) so like, all I'm doing is just like, hoping that people like you, that's it, hoping people like you. Did it take a few days, because when you train as an actress, your whole job is to not be yourself, isn't it, Mm -hmm. so to take on a job such as celebs, go dating, and 
be like, right, now you're going to be you. Firstly, the public are seeing you as your real self and not as an actress. So do you find it hard or did you to, to not have that character to hide behind almost? Because it's it's more exposing, isn't it, reality? It's definitely more exposing. And like amongst everybody that took part in it, I think I'm the only person that you couldn't Google and find anything about about dating history, about life history, about anything. I was probably like the most low-key person. So to a degree, a lot of them had um, experience in reality or at least being in that in that world of fame. And I was not. I'm, I, I'm known such big personalities. I mean, in uh, just for instance, the girl lineup, you know, you've got Sophie Herman, Chloe Ferry, and then I think I sat in the middle of them too. Because them two are from polar opposite worlds yeah, as well, yeah. you know, and and they are they are amazing at being themselves. And I go, well, am I going to be enough for this? Like, am I have I got a personality enough for that and to match them or to at least be heard? And you do fight to be heard. Like you have to scream. Like you must know anyway, Bobby. Yeah, you must know. Like my yeah. vocal cords were like, mate, back out, back out. Like you'll never work again. Never work again. Like that. Honestly, I couldn't speak. You used to see me in scenes with like this little blue thing in my hand. It was a steamer because I, I was dead, dead behind. Like I couldn't. I was starting to sound like Wayne. <laughs> we've actually got him on after you funnily enough oh um, my goodness my but, boy but 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 for you it worked out all right didn't it like it's not a guarantee it's let's go dating that you're going to come out liking someone yeah definitely not and I don't think that you know for 33 years <clears> I've been chilling on this earth not being able to find someone myself so I was like well if I can't do it you can't but <laughs> then I was like oh actually maybe you might but it's <laughs> I guess the reason is because normally when you're dating, if someone does something that puts you off, you don't need to go back there. You don't have to. It's just like next. doesn't matter. Whereas there, you're living with them. Hmm. So, and they have time to, you have time to see the, the good, the bad and the ugly. And sometimes the ugly the, is outweighed by the great. And you know what I mean? So you can, you're constantly this mad argument in your head like, Oh, I just didn't really like the way that he just drank that drink, but he is fit, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's so really true. balancing act, balancing <laughs> act. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you agree, but how I quite because I did I think I did series three of CGD, and wow. for me, when I did it, I was very much I just fully thought, you know, what if you're gonna do a show like this, you, you've got to be in it, and I kind of said to. Nardi and Eden at the time, who was our like, yeah. do you know what? I, I will do and listen to everything you say because I just wanted to take the experience of two professionals and see what their take on it is. Because dating is, I think you can very much get into a type or go for similar characteristics in partners. And I think with a show like Celebs is, especially when you're put into blind dates and when they're picking people for you and you, you're the whole, the, the mixers used to terrify me. Oh, horrific, isn't it? It's a bit the strangest thing because you can do our jobs on telly and people think you're the most confident and ballsy person in the world. Now, I could sit on live TV and not bat an eyelid, but to go and ask a geezer if he wants a gin and tonic <laughs> terrifies me. Oh, God, yeah. I don't know how you do it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. you find the mixers hard? Oh my God, like, 
I, shaking like a pooing dog, honest to God. <laughs> like I was, I was really bad. Where like they had to calm me down a bit, like sh like really bad. And then I can see over there, like Chloe's holding the room, like doing a stand up routine, you know. And then Sophie's <laughs> like, "You come to me," and I was like, oh, "I don't know who I am." Um, so and also like, let's not forget, no one knew who the hell I was. None of them lot are watching Coronation Street. That's not my demographic. You know, they should have I'd have been better like mind sweeping loads of nans. Like, it would have been better. For me. Like, if you put me in a room full of like, you know, that demographic of people that watched. But the only person that knew was Shane, and he had to tell the other lads. But you know, imagine being on Celebs Go Dating and people asking you what you would do for a living. You're like, it's I don't find it like obviously I understand that most people wouldn't watch it, but it's like it's hard because instantly everyone was recognisable and, and then it's, there was times where people were coming into the mansion that I thought, they might think I'm a single. Like, you know, like someone else, like they might just think, they might not know. Like, but then I was like, realistically, I would, I don't give a shit about dating celebrities. Like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that world is. I am, um, it's a, it would have been a bigger experiment to put me on a date with a celebrity because then I'd have been like, I don't know how to, but not like for me, I just, I date anyone and everyone anyway. So it's not really like me and them. It's never that. And it never will be that ever, ever will be that. It's, well, now, now yeah. you're date, dating just one person and uh, mm. the, the very handsome Shane. How is it going? Yeah, really good. Really, really good. We have been thrusted together um, because of lockdown. We've had to stay in the same um, home together because... Mm -hmm. Either that or we had no chance. Like, what, what chance of, uh, of these relationships got when the distance right now and everything's yeah, stacked yeah. against them? And we made a bold, strong choice to watch the entire series together and continue living. Yeah, he had to watch me on dates with other people. Um, <laughs> that wasn't awkward at all. I was like, ha, ah, like, you know, I didn't really think they were fit. Um, so good. <laughs> but it was, it's hard, you know, but then we had to make a choice. Like, if we want to really give this a go, then then let's just do it so it's not officially living together but it's definitely staying together whilst this lockdown is happening and but we've never even been on a date i've never been on a date sometimes with that's just the best way right like i mean you, you you like if you've been thrust together and you're getting on why would you bother why do you need to go backwards yeah, but I would love to go for like a Chinese or something yeah. with him. Not everyone would at the moment. That's the <laughs> I do want to go out, get a bit drunk with him, you know, all them normal things that you yeah. do. Have an argument in the street, throw a shoe at him. That's what I want, you know? <laughs> I guess you've done it all the complete opposite. Normally you'd go for like, say, if you're going for Chinese, you'd go and have a chicken bowl and an egg fried rice first, <laughs> yeah. maybe a couple of bevs. But instead you've gone to live in with each other before you've gone to Maggie <clears> D's. <throat> Yeah, exactly. Like, I just bring back the double cheeseburger days, I say. Tell me about <laughs> it. And how is it, it, it bubbling up post-show? Is it easier now without all the cameras? Um, yeah, it is. Of course it is. And you can speak freely. There's things about your life and who you are that remain and always should remain private. Always, yeah? Mm -hmm. And when I was getting to know this guy, there's part of me that I'm always going, right, this might belong to the public, but this section's always going to belong belong to just us and you have to have a clear defined line between the two and how much you want to give to the public mm. for me it isn't that much you've already watched us fall in love 
you've seen what what we who we both are there is no other sort of sides to us like what you see is what you get um but do I want to post every day about me and him no no I don't no I don't because um just falling in love with them is enough and that's it, you know? Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <the> absolute <laughs> goals. And I think with that mentality, that has the, the 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 whole kind of, I think, the everlasting, do you know what I mean? I think the makings of a good good thing, exactly yeah. Exactly that. Because I think sometimes people, especially if you meet on reality and you're kind of, I feel that some people feel a pressure mm-hmm. on, on social media, like you say, to be posting all this stuff every day. So actually, if that's not even involved in it and you don't have that, think that puts you in such a stronger situation Mm -hmm. yeah I completely agree like the reasons for me wanting to be in this industry beforehand still stand the same today is because I've got because I want to be seen for my acting I want to be seen for the stuff that I do in sort of like um charity line of work and all that sort of stuff and that has to remain number one to me because that is who I am and that is the reason why I got on this journey and same for Shane you know he has his own life aside from this. And of course, the two worlds can definitely come together. We've done one interview together this far and it was really nice and we reminisce and it was actually beautiful. But if we're doing that every single day and we're just, I, I don't know who it's for then. Is it is it for everyone else or is it for me? And, and mm. I know which one I want. And uh, we're, we're sticking by our guns with this one. And of course, I, I respect that everyone's seen the journey and wants to hear about the journey. But I don't need to know about your husband or your wife at home. So, you know, there's a you've just got to be careful of how much you give away, right? Definitely. You've got a very, very wise head on your shoulders, my love. Precisely. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What, what are the chances of, 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 uh, of a soap comeback, do you think? Um, I mean, I'd give my left tip to go back, quite frankly. <laughs> so uh, it's just it's just a case of what it's COVID, I think it is. Mm. And there's obviously there's things that I am aware of that I can't talk about because that's you know it's confidentiality but mm. the door has has completely remained open in I think both soaps Hollyoaks and Corrie because I did start at Hollyoaks and then the day my ep's aired was the day I went for Corrie and it was all it was yeah there's layers there not going on yeah I'll go Emmerdale as well I'm not bothered honestly. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing against to... Emmerdale would you like to do them all Emmerdale bit <laughs> I do you know what my heart will always forever and utterly be Coronation Street just because that's what I grew up on it's it's just in my blood but then I respect and understand how much like say Hollyoaks does for young people mm-hmm. the mental health uh, factors that it comments on that it educates young people through what it does we underestimate completely like it's a platform for young people to discover things that are spoken about in their world that are current right now. And um, and I think that that sometimes gets lost in transit. Like people go, oh yeah, Hollyoaks, it's full of models. No, it's not. It's full of people educating people about real issues. And, and you know, even if I ended up there, it would still be, a, it would be an absolute honor to be there to, to, to talk about stuff that matters. And, but then, you know, likewise, that, that cobbles. Those cobbles, part of my life, isn't it? And it's just been a, it's been a journey always waking up going, I'm meant to be at Cory Me, I'm meant to be at Cory Me. And for 10 years, I auditioned for that show. 10 wow. years, yeah. And uh, going up there, I mean, every pretty much every role, going in, 
they knew me everyone knew me they watched me grow up you know and it was just like I've I've got something here I need to keep going with this otherwise you're not just bringing me back in for a laugh are you are you like hopefully (laughs) it's a new year we should probably bring her back (laughs) well Kimberly thanks so much for being with us today really appreciate it and um and um I hope everything goes well with you and the BF thank you very much guys thank you so much take care babe it's lovely to speak to you bye bye give her left tail absolutely she loves it she wants to get back on them cobbles. Yeah, I mean, don't blame her. What an amazing job. No, I don't blame her, absolutely. <laughs> I'm up for a stint. Listening. <laughs> well, I mean, I've could... got the accent for it. No, but you could, maybe they could have done like Towie in Manchester and you turn up as a... The only way is Corey. We can do a merger. <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> um, well, we have another um, Sense Go Dating star ready to come in, Wayne Lineker. Yo. All right, Wayne. How we doing? How you doing, Mr Lineker? Bobby! <laughs> long time, mate. Long time. How are you keeping? Too long. You're still a very handsome devil. Oh, you too. You too. <laughs> I've been loving you on um, Celebs Go Dating, Wayne. Oh, I'm glad I entertained you, Bobby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How did you find it? It was hard watching myself back on TV, man. Was it? Yeah, a bit cringy. I was like, oh, what are we going to say next? You know, but... Um, <laughs> But no, I, you know, I literally had the time of life. Uh, I had so much fun and all the cast members were so amazing. And yeah, we're like a family now. So it was nice. And how did it all come about, Wayne? How did you get involved? Do you know, I did a, I did a very viral post last year about specifying my criteria for a girlfriend. Yes, I think I remember that at the time. <laughs> it went pretty viral. And um, yeah, I think one thing led to another. Then I did the... I did a few things on the online last year that created a bit of a stir and with girls and this, that, and the other. And, um, and then another video about me being single and this, I just think it alerted the production staff to production casting team to like think, okay, I think Wayne could be good. And uh, so I think that's how I got on, but I, I never really asked them, but I presume that's the reason. And no regrets. You, you thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, absolutely. No regrets whatsoever. No. Do you think you're going to be like like a bachelor forever? You've got that kind of reputation as someone who, you know, there's there's some ladies in your life maybe coming in and out. Well, do you think you're going to ha- always have that reputation? Yeah, I think I'm doomed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know after I did that post last year, uh, last summer, everyone was like, so you must have had so many messages to... to... I had none, not one. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally none. Uh, it was like... So I think I did myself more damage than good, but I'm happy on my own. I'm very happy in my own company. So um, we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, it's a it's a funny one. I mean, to be my girlfriend must be very difficult. The industry that I'm in, you know, I, I do accept that. And uh, so yeah, I've sort of trained my mind now to, you know, to get ready for single life forever. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your celeb crush, Wayne? Oh, perhaps Chloe, obviously. Oh, Miss Mary, I saw all about this engagement. Yeah. How did it come about, Wayne? Yeah, I mean, me and Chloe just have a laugh all the time, you know. We're like, we're in the house and we're in the mansion and um, she had a wedding ring. She went, come on, Wayne, let's pretend we're getting married. And I was like, uh, and we took all the pictures and everything and and um, it didn't, we didn't end up doing it. We just forgot about it. She phoned me up last week because, because we, I mean, we are seeing each other a little bit and uh, having a bit of 
flirtatious banter and we'll see what happens in the summer. But I uh, said, so, on, let's just, she said, on, just post it. Let's have a laugh. I said, you know, it's going to go viral, don't you? Went, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, me and Chloe are really tight. She came on my podcast last week um, for No Excuse for Abuse and uh, she was amazing, you know. Um, but yeah, we're really, really close and uh, she's coming to Ibiza for the summer and um, so we'll see what happens. So Wayne, when you say seeing each other, what, romantically? We're always flirting, Bobby. Like I flirt with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wayne, I can't wait to get out to Ibiza. I bet you can't wait for Old Ocean. When was the last time you were there? Been a few years now. I tell I, you though, I, I need to. I need to get back. Has it been twelve since you've been, Bobby? <laughs> Long time. Ago. I think when we filmed over there, when you did a cameo on Tower. Yeah, yeah that, that, that that was Marbella. Oh, was it Marbs you filmed on? Oh, yeah, that was two thousand ten, I think. Blimey, mad, isn't it? For some time. Yeah, it must be. How, are you, the club industry must have been so badly affected. How's it been for you? Yeah, we, we, we've been absolutely battered. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, I mean, hospitality has been, you know, crushed to bits, like many industries. And, um, you know, it's only the fact that we're, we're a strong company that we've survived, you know. Um, but we couldn't survive another year, so we're very pleased that it's looking good for this year coming. What's the rules in Ibiza? Do you know? Do you have an open day when you're allowed to to reopen yeah. and start again? Yeah, we're planning on opening in, in the middle of May. Um, and we're opening party towards the end of May. I think it's 28th. We decided the other day on the on, the, on a Zoom call. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to be a slow start. I think it's going to be a slow start, and then it will turn into the summer of the century. I'm sure. Or, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think people are very just, they're just not confident still because of the damage that was done last year through cancellations by flight companies, hotels, holiday companies. Mm. Uh, you know, people were booking their holidays to Ibiza and, and, and Marbella, wherever, and, um, and getting let down. Um, so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of damage to be repaired within the industry. And I think it's, it's just, the only thing we've got in our benefit at the moment is the, the sheer excitement that people haven't had a holiday for two years. <laughs> you know? I, I think it's all been to a club or, or a bar, you know, it's like yeah. not just a holiday. Yeah, I mean, everything to do with the hospitality industry, even going out for dinner, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to seem weird where we can actually do that and without a mask and without having to worry about, you know, any distance and, can we can we can we take a picture and post it on Instagram and everyone's going to be going to... <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean it's been a really really strange time and um, and everybody's suffered not just not just the hospitality, you know people um, people at home you know families and they've had to live in this close environment for so long and with no holidays, you know it must be it's been tough for everyone. But the new podcast has been keeping you busy, Wayne, is it? Yeah, I mean, Bobby, you know as well as I do. I mean, I was actually, I've actually got your number in my phone to call you, and then I got a message from my manager to say that you want to speak to me. So, because <laughs> I know you've made, you've made attempts to, to you know, sort all this mess out as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the the podcast is 
I had an article written about me, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, and it was from by Ali Ross of the, the Sun newspaper, and um, it was basically uh, trolling me, you know, Wayne, uh, he, he should change his name to Wayne Kerr, you know, and he, and he wrote this abusive uh, whole page spread about me on Celebs Go Day and how embarrassing I was, how old I was, and, and I'm like, how can someone have that platform to stop all this and they're encouraging it so i posted it and then again that went mad and i thought you know maybe this is my destiny to get involved in this i know i'm not going to change things personally myself or no excuse for abuse is not going to be the reason but if we can be part of that reason um that stops people taking their lives i mean i posted the jesse thing the other night 10 minutes uh, the doc, 10 minutes of our documentary it's so powerful and um, but yeah, it all needs to change. And I've got a real passion for it. I've been working really, really hard with Faris, my um, partner in it. And um, yeah, it's, it's something I'm very passionate about. I've been taking abuse for 30 years. Ever since the day I was, I was known as Gary's brother and, and that's the only reason I got my success and you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like you, Bobby, uh, you know, you've got your stories, I'm sure. And I'd love you to come on the podcast one day. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the reason I've started it and I'm really enjoying it. Um, seems to be making a difference. The abuse on my posts have stopped a lot, um, like 70 or 80% less now. So it's really good. Yeah. Which is, I mean, obviously I've been slightly calling them out, killing them with kindness on my Instagram soon, you know, uh, with, with the odd abuse post, I think people are now thinking, you know, they're actually, you know, especially with the Jess documentary. And with what you're doing, Bobby, and what several people are doing, it's, I think it's starting to, even if Parliament or Facebook or the big corporations don't do anything about it, I think it will help slow things down. I'm hoping so, Wayne. It's, um, it's definitely I've noticed, we were saying earlier on actually in the show, that I've seen such an increase um, over the last few years, yep. but especially yep. every lockdown we've been in, and we're third one now, it gets even worse. Yeah. And I, I think people have too much time on their hands, obviously, not working. And it's just, it, it's, it's bizarre to me, some of the things that people think are acceptable to, to seem to another human being. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I do call people out, I call, I make sure their accounts are real. I make sure they've done several posts. I make sure they've got a few followers. I make sure they've got a family. And then I'll call them out and I'll, and I'll say, you know, we're here to help you, blah, blah, blah. And, um, but the other side of it is there's so many people out there that are just setting these Adrian12345 accounts up with a dog picture and then getting deleted. And the next day, setting up Adrian12345567 with a cat picture, yeah. carrying on. So there's no identify. They're not being identified. It's That's impossible. the problem with it all, Wayne. Now, isn't it? So obvious. It's so obvious, Bobby. But, this is yeah. the thing, and this is what I said to Parliament. How do I give more information to a supermarket for a loyalty card than you have to give a social media platform? It makes no sense. You, you give so much information to get a club card or a, a nectar card to get a few points for your Cravendale. <laughs> you can get a social media account and contact anyone around the world and all you need is an email address. Uh, it's uh, weird. But you're absolutely right. That's a great way of looking at it, Bobby. And, uh, you know, it's, we've got 
thumb technology, fingerprint, eyeball, fucking you name it. You know, even it's just you know face ID and and to open a social media account, it's it's email and name. Yeah. So, it. I mean, it's laughable when it, when you say it out loud. It, it, it is madness because no sooner if they do get deleted, and, and that in itself, getting someone's account because he has to break guidelines. I question what yeah. you have to do to even break the guidelines. I'm sure you know nine times out of ten things come back, and they're like, "No, sorry." But it's it takes probably what thirty seconds to get a new email address. So by that, that <laughs> an hour later, they by the time the account's deleted, they've already got the email address to start. So you're just chasing your tail, but Good on you for for doing the podcast, Wayne. And uh, yeah, I mean it's like you come on, never. It's easy to open an email account and a social media account as it is to, you know, go get a car park ticket. It's just madness. You know, pay pay car park on your phone takes longer than it does to open a social media account. Yeah. Well, um, Wayne, good luck with the podcast. Really hope it goes well. Um, And thank you so much for coming on our show. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome, and Bobby. Bobby, you there? Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Message <laughs> me. Let me know when you want me and I'm there. We need a chat anyway, me and you, because we're joining forces and just be a part of the movement, yeah? Definitely. Sounds good to me, Wayne. Drop me a message. I'd love to, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. Good, Wayne. Welcome. See you later. Bye. Bye. Uh, well, thanks so much, Wayne. Um, really great to speak to, to him and we'll be hearing you on his podcast soon, I guess. Bob, which would be very exciting. Definitely. Um, But we have just had some breaking news um, and actually quite like shocking breaking news, I think probably. Uh, Piers Morgan has quit Good Morning Britain um, after his row um, and the comments that he made about uh, Meghan Markle. Uh, What do you make of that? Wow. So obviously I know this morning that there there was this whole thing and he, he walked off, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So has has he's now issued a statement on his ITV? Uh, ITV have issued issued a statement saying, following discussions with ITV, Piers Morgan has decided now is the time to leave Good Morning Britain. ITV has accepted this decision and has nothing further to add. Why, <laughs> may I mean, to be fair, what he said about Meghan was wrong. I think to mm. put it quite bluntly, it was wrong to just say outright you don't believe what she has to say. You can't do that. No, really, really. He, he, if someone with no relate, no real relationship with her, he, you can't do that. Um, so it's interesting to see ITV and Piers make such a firm decision about it. Yeah, I, I definitely think questioning when it comes to mental health, and even if it's someone you do have a relationship with, mm. it, it's almost impossible to to know what's going on in someone's head. It, it's definitely. such a wow. Just got to say though, ITV, if you're listening, if you need someone to sit in that chair every morning, I hate to, I hate to jump straight in there, but uh, you've got my number. And uh, yeah, they know you pretty well, Bob. I mean, you, you know me well, and I, I'm sure Susanna would love me sat next to her every morning with a nice coffee. I would love to see it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and then you could get me on. So you know, this is a good. This is it's good. perfect, isn't it? Uh, a little segment. <laughs> yeah, I'll do the entertainment news. Um, what show for what breaking news channel here? Yeah, I know. We've had the Palace statement. We've had Piers Morgan quitting Good Morning Britain. It has been the so day for it. On. I think probably the best decision for ITV and for Piers yeah. because <laughs> let's uh, let's move on from this kind of nastiness. We don't need it anymore. There probably was 
a very hard decision for, for either of them to come back from. But once it starts getting to that kind of, I, I think it's too much of it. Too, too far. Too far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, uh, me. What, what a way to end the show. Um, I need uh, a chamomile. Yeah, Christ. I've got another three <laughs> weeks of not drinking. What, what's going on? I need, I need a wine. Um, yeah, well, uh, great show. Great show. Nice, nice to speak to everyone and to, to be talking about okay. these breaking news stories. Um, I guess uh, until next week, uh, who knows what's going to happen between now and then. Maybe uh, we won't have a government anymore. What, you know, <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, yeah, um, well, till next week, Bobby. Bye-bye. Bye, babe. Stay safe, everyone.